Have you ever wondered why it feels like the enemy is working overtime on you or why it feels like the temptation is unbearable sometimes to stick your face in a plate of food? Or maybe why the constant thoughts of food won't leave your brain and you're stuck with that food fixation. I had an epiphany the other day and I cannot wait to share it with you. But before we jump in, I think I told you guys that I was trying out a brand new workout program within my community. It was called Fire and Flow. I'm on week four and I'm absolutely loving it so much so that I'm restarting it on July 18th. So that's only about a week and a half away. If you didn't get to jump in on the join in June promotion that was $20 off my community, you're in luck because when you join with this program specifically and all the nutrition resources within my community, it's still $20 off, but for this program only. So if you want to take advantage of this, if you want to do this with me side by side, hand in hand, starting July 18th, let me know. You can always email pasttheplatepodcast at gmail.com. You can go fill out the interest form in the show notes. Whatever way you want to get in contact with me, let me know and I'll get you the details. That way you can decide if it's something that you would like to do. So let's jump in. I cannot wait to share this exciting epiphany with you guys. Hey friend, welcome to Pass the Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and for so long, I relied on food to be my comfort. I'm also a wife to my high school sweetheart, Jake, a Christian, and the leader of my online wellness community. A few years ago, I was drowning in emotional binge eating and so desperate for a solution that actually worked. And if you're anything like me, you know this feeling all too well. If you're ready to let go of the heavy shame you've been carrying and uncover the life that's waiting on you, then refill that water bottle, sis, because it is time to jump on in. So if you've listened to any of my prior episodes besides this one, you, well, especially the last couple, you will know that it's not been such a secret that this season of my life has been tough and one that is full of many uh challenging emotions. I learned to use the word challenging instead of negative emotions, just challenging emotions. Um, And I've needed some extra grace with myself and to really take myself off of autopilot when it comes to not just my nutrition, but with my choices. I feel like it's so easy for us to be so overwhelmed by so many things that oftentimes the choices that we do make are almost like they're autopilot choices. They are habitual. They are um, subconscious decisions. We're not really aware of sometimes the decisions that we are making, whether it be time management or with our food or whatever it might be. And um, I needed to take myself off of autopilot and really start to make some headway, not just in my nutrition, but again, my choices. So taking myself off of autopilot just means choosing foods and... um, my actions with intentionality and not leaving stuff up to chance or in the moment. And it has not been perfect. This is a journey. And I've really embraced that over the last couple of weeks doing this program that I was telling you guys about because they really do talk about sometimes you have fire and you're like going, you know, 90 miles per hour, just getting stuff done. But then other times there's this flow or mixed in with that, 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 uh, hustle and bustle, there has to be a flow where you are recuperating and where you are giving yourself that grace and you're not hard on yourself, that kind of thing. So it's, while it's not been perfect, I will say it's been better. 
And if you listen to the last episode, you know, episode 17, you know that I switched up my eating plan as well because that's kind of what I needed in this season. Um, I wasn't looking for something super structured. I was looking for intentionality. And I'm so thankful for the little tracker books that come with it. So I know I can track down exactly what I'm eating again. So I'm seeing that intentionality. Um, So for me, taking myself off of autopilot also looks like praying a lot and asking God to give me that comfort and strength when I feel super weak um, and keeping myself centered in my faith 100%. Like I, I don't, there's no beating around the bush for me. Like that's, that is what has helped me, um, especially in this season of loss. Um, and so that's something that I have to have. So um, when I was doing laundry one evening, this is when the epiphany came. Jake was gone. So let me just set the stage for you. Jake was gone. And if you're anything like me, you might struggle a tinge with closet eating. Okay. I mean, it's like self-soothing eating. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it, but this is what kind of dug me in my initial hole um, or was kind of the realization that I had dug myself in this hole several years ago. I was alone. And I'm a people person and I enjoy being around the ones that I love. And I think that um, people around me entertain me. I have a very short attention span. So when people aren't around, I guess I was using food to comfort, which doesn't surprise me, especially looking back. Um, And so anyhow, Jake went fishing one night and I had kind of joked like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be home alone. Like, you know, I better watch myself, that kind of thing, because obviously he knows about my struggles with emotional eating. And um, I was doing laundry, keeping myself busy, because I was like, you know what, let's be productive while Jake's away. That way you can hang out with him while he's here. Like, let's knock some tasks out. I was feeling real motivated. And I was doing laundry. And if you're anything like me, you dump all the laundry on the bed and then just like turn on the TV and you know, as a distraction and fold your laundry and then put it away all in one setting. Maybe that's just me. Um, But anyhow, a Taco Bell commercial came on the TV. And I was like, of course it is. Of course it's Taco Bell. Like literally any other commercial could have came on unfazed, right? But Taco Bell decided to come on. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And instantly I felt that temptation. And I was like, come on, man. Like I don't want to have to deal with this tonight. Like this is just like the perfect storm, like me being alone. Um, I think I had had, no, I had not had my dinner yet. And I had a plan for it. Like I was going to drink my superfood shake, blend some spinach up with it, like totally nutritious, totally filling. I was going to be fine. So I started like affirming to myself, like that is not what you need. That is not for you. And so then I decided to kind of run through a mental checklist and I was like, okay, physically, how are you? Physically, I was good. I wasn't hungry and I had food downstairs. And so I was saying those things out loud. I'm an external processor. So sometimes for me, I have to say things out loud to process it because I hear myself say those things out loud. Or if I am journaling, I can read what I am writing and like, I don't know how to describe it, like re-ingest it basically. Like if I'm saying it out loud, I re-ingest it through hearing it. And then if I'm writing it out, I re-ingest it through reading it um, while I'm writing. So anyhow, I out loud in my house alone, I'm sure, you know, if somebody thought, saw me, they think I was crazy, right? But 
Um, I just started saying, okay, physically you're fine. You have food. Okay. Mentally. Mentally, um, you hate laundry. So you're probably feeling like a little bored of this and, um, laundry is not a fun time. So maybe that's why you're searching for something quote unquote fun, right? What your brain thinks is fun. And then I was like, okay, how are you emotionally? Emotionally, I was fine. I was just doing laundry. Jake's out fishing. Everything was good. Okay, check, check. And then I went to the spiritual side and I was like, okay, I can always go deeper with my spiritual side, with my faith side. And so I basically just started out loud saying like, God made you a new creation. You don't have to give in to these food temptations. Like the enemy's going to play his game. That's just the enemy's MO. But you get to decide if you're going to lean on the strength of your father or if you're going to give in to temptation. And that's not where God has called you to be. God has not called you to be um, a victim of this situation, right? He does not tempt you. This is from the enemy. Like I had to say those things out loud to myself to hear them. And if I had said what was going on in my brain, such as, um, oh, that Taco Bell looks real good right now. Like, I think you probably want it. Aren't you hungry for that? Like, that's what you want, right? Like, when you say those things out loud, you're like, you are psycho. You are crazy. Like, no, that that is not what you want. Like, you are fine. So saying things out loud really do help me kind of, like, redigest what I'm thinking. Because when you say the things that are in your head, um, I don't know if you know this, but it sounds a little, a little crazy sometimes. So it helps you, when you're saying these things out loud, it really does help you realize how crazy you your brain can make things, how crazy your brain can twist, um, and the enemy can use this as manipulation to destroy you, right? So that was kind of a hack that I shared inside our free Facebook group, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but that was something I immediately started affirming truth, and I started um, knocking out the lies, right? Like that, oh, you know you want to go through the drive-thru at Taco Bell. That's a lie. I didn't. I I thought that I did. In my brain, my brain was telling me I did. But I, the one who was in control of making the decisions, the one that had to feel the repercussions of the morning after of feeling so bloaty and like not, you know, my best, I, that person, did not want to go make that decision. So whenever I said it out loud, it really helped me figure out, okay, I'm taking myself off of autopilot because autopilot tells me to go through the drive through but intentionality does not. Um, and again, like I said, you can always go deeper in your face. So that's why I started affirming those truths. And that really helped me avoid the temptation. And it was gone. I had to drink some water. I actually fixed, my, fixed myself some supper and I was good to go. But it kind of, here's where the epiphany was coming. Because it kind of unsettled me. The fact that it was like so much of a habit that it was like instantaneous cravings. And I was like, what in the world? That was so wild. Um, And so I started thinking like, why was the enemy attacking me so hard? Why were those temptations so rough? And it was just when I was trying to do so good. and, And honestly, the reason I share publicly about my emotional eating journey is to help other people. So I was, I was being very vocal on Instagram because I was confident in my choices and I felt like I was sharing and I was doing good. I was going live, like I said, in our free Facebook group, offering those tips and those hacks that I was using um, and 
for some reason, it felt like the enemy was just trying to work overtime. And maybe you can say, oh, that's just habits working overtime. Like that's what your brain does. But I also know the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. So why was he trying so hard? And then it hit me. The enemy was trying so hard because he knows how big of a threat I am when I am not in the struggle of food temptation. He knows how free I am when I am not struggling. He knows that I am a force to be reckoned with when I am free from his grip, right? He knows something great is within me and it's not just me. There's a greater force. There is a God that has already defeated him once and he trembles at the thought of not having a ground to stand on in my life. That, my friends, was my epiphany. That is why the enemy works overtime is because he knows. He knows if you were totally free, who you would be. That is what a manipulator, a gaslighter, uh, a uh, controlling person, right? All those toxic traits of a per- like a person that we know that is manipulating, that is their MO, right? They want to make you feel less than, right? The enemy wants to make me feel like I am less than or I can't do this because they know actually how strong you are. He knows that I will outsmart him, right? He knows I get to win the war. He may get to win some of these tiny little battles, but he knows who already won the war and that power lives inside of me and you. That is why the enemy works so hard to tear us down because he knows the God that has already defeated him and he knows that that power lives inside of us and he knows when we are set free from those chains that we are a, um, a, a ridiculous force for Christ. there's no other way to say it. And I was just listening to a song today. Um, I didn't write this down in my notes, but it was basically saying that whatever God um, or whatever the enemy created for like disaster, God gets to use as my testimony, right? The enemy loves to gain ground in our emotional eating or just in our relationship with food, because it's something that you have to have to survive. You have to eat to survive. Yes? So he knows that if he can gain ground in this corner of our life, that we will be constantly tempted by it. And I think personally that that's why emotional eating, overeating, abusive food, whatever you want to call it, is one of the biggest missed addictions right now, especially um, inside Christianity. Because you have to eat, right? You have to ingest food. And what better way to hide it than to just say, well, I'm just eating. Especially, I don't know if y'all have been to the South, (laughs) but uh, we love to eat. Okay, we eat it every chance we get at a church. Okay, and um there's no stranger to going back and getting seconds and desserts and whatever else, right? It's, it's part of the way of we show love is like feeding other people. And you will absolutely hear somebody say, oh, go get you another plate. There's plenty of food up there. You know, 
go, go have another serving. Um, but I think the real damage here is if, if left unchecked, we can make an idol out of food just as quick as we can make an idol out of anything else in our life. Because the enemy makes us believe or tries to make us believe that this food that we are facing, this this um, chance of overeating, this drive-through is going to be more sustaining, more fun, more attractive than using that opportunity to go deeper with Christ, right? And that's simply not true. But that's what the enemy would love to tell us. Like, this is fun. Look over here. Look over here while I destroy your life, right? That's what that's what the enemy's actually doing. So if he is working double time, it's because he knows he has to. He knows that if I win, if you win in this area, that that only builds confidence for other areas of our life to know that God wins every time and the enemy can be defeated. The work that I'm sharing, the light that I am trying to shine on emotional eating is important. It, um, I, I believe it is important. Maybe you don't believe, but I believe it is important. I believe that I've been called to it by God to share my testimony. Just like I said a few minutes ago, he takes our disaster, right? That the enemy meant for us to totally wipe out on, to uh, destroy, right? He came to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy meant to destroy my life with physically, by health issues, mentally, by shame, emotionally, um, you know, by, you know, messing with my marriage or whatever have you, my, my faith, because he thinks he can tempt me with, uh, drive-throughs more than I'm attracted to spending time with my God, right? So what the enemy meant to use to steal, kill, and destroy my life, now Jesus gets to use it for my testimony for his love. How beautiful is that, right? And the enemy knows that as long as he can keep tempting me, as long as I can, I I stay in those grips of him, he knows that I won't be that force of nature. He knows that I'll um, feel shame if I goof up, right? Like I had a cookie today. Okay, you had a cookie today. You know what I mean? But in my head, it's like, oh my gosh, I messed up. I'm, that must mean I'm a failure. Nope. That's what the enemy wants me to believe, but it's not. It's, I had a cookie. Should I have? Eh, maybe not, but I had a cookie. It's not shameful, right? I shouldn't feel um, like this anxiety around it, right? I mean, it's it's just a cookie, you know? Okay, so I think I've beat that point to death. But where is the enemy working overtime in your life? Chances are it's your eating, right? That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to the podcast. But maybe you've also got something else that's even more prevalent, even more of a um, attack on your life. Maybe it's anxiety, right? Maybe you're so consumed with your own thoughts that you're addicted to those thoughts and there's no more room to let God in, right? I can say the same thing with my eating. Maybe I get so consumed by food fixation, thinking about my next meal, thinking about the drive through thinking about that commercial, thinking about what I'm going to do for breakfast. Maybe it's on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe I'm so worried about eating clean and healthy ingredients and non-GMO and like it's all food fixation, right? 
Maybe I'm so fixated on food that I have not left any room for my father to enter the scene. And again, maybe that's anxiety for you. What kind of life would you be living if you weren't dealing with constant thoughts about everything except the love of your father, right? Maybe it's not anxiety for you. Maybe it's something totally different. Whatever that thing in your life is, imagine who you would be if it did not control you. Not for pride. I'm not talking about for self-gratification. But imagine who and what kind of living testimony you would have about what God has done in your life if you were able to break free from that mental bondage. What kind of example would you be to others? Right? Like what kind of impact could you make? This podcast is called Past the Plate for a Reason. We are getting past this food fixation or whatever else consumes you so that we can get past that and see what kind of life God has for us. What goals do we want to achieve? What does he want us to do with the life that he is giving us to glorify him? And maybe you're not a like thick Christian faith, right? Like maybe that's not your jam. But like what kind of impact could you make on this world if you weren't consumed by the mental bondage that you are in? You know? So, you know, I'm a huge fan of The Chosen, right? I've referenced that a million times in all my episodes. Um, If you have not watched yet, you know what I'm going to say. Go watch it. It's linked in the show notes. But season one and two has been about the disciples' lives. This is not some corny, cheesy Christian show, okay? Like, let's, whatever you've seen in the past is not The Chosen, Let's just go ahead and lay that out there. Y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? We've all grown up watching some of those uh, cheesy Christian movies, or maybe you're new to the Christian faith and you're like, "Um, what is this, baloney? That is not The Chosen, okay? With love, I say baloney, okay? But The Chosen is legit. And it's about the disciples' lives. It's not so much about who Jesus was. It's not like heavy Jesus constantly. It's about learning who the disciples could have been based upon the history that we know. And um, you see that these disciples were a literal mess. A mess. Guess what, guys? They're like the rest of us. How about that? They are a mess. Uh, One of them struggles with what looks to be like a PTSD scenario, right? And anxiety. And she struggles with... Um, drinking and gambling, Mary Magdalene. And then you've got Peter who in the show um, gambles, he fights, he he is about to lose everything he's worked for for taxes. Like it's so good. The show is so good. But the point I'm trying to make is that you you see how messed up their lives were and you can relate to how messed up your life feels sometimes. And then you see Jesus enter the scene. And that's how I imagine Jesus entering my life. He came when I was such a mess. 
And while it has not been a perfect point A to point B journey, it has looked like a squiggly, you know, stock market symbol. That's still the goodness of God changing my life, right? And that's still me able to show my living testimony, just like the disciples did in The Chosen, showing their living testimony about who Jesus was because of what he did in their life. So if you're a Christian, you are a disciple of Jesus, right? There's there's a reason that you came to know Christ and what he did in your life, right? And that journey is never finished because we're human. We are humanity. There is not one of us that is perfect. Not a single one. So how can he intercede your mess and turn it into his goodness? How can he intercede the chaos that you have made of your own life and turn it into a story that shows his love? Because that's all he's after. He just wants our hearts, right? And then our job is to share that with other people. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, Polly. Please hear me. I am and can still be a big old mess. But that is a testament to who he is, not to who I am. And if you're struggling with anxiety or emotional eating or whatever it might be, if we can get past that mental bondage, if we can get past the enemy's temptations, imagine, imagine the impact that we can make on other people. Maybe your impact isn't through a podcast. Maybe your impact is through a women's group. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's through volunteer work. I don't know what this looks like for you. Maybe it's sharing on your social media. I don't know. But I do know that as long as the enemy can keep you distracted and looking over here at this, what this left hand is doing, he will manipulate your life with his right hand. He knows that if he can keep you distracted by social media or Netflix or emotional eating or gossip or whatever it is, if he can keep you distracted, you will not have your eyes on the Father. You will not have your eyes on what your purpose is in this life. You will not have your eyes on the goodness and worship time with your Lord. He knows that if he can keep you distracted, you will never get past that mental bondage. And that is not why Christ died on the cross, right? Christ died on the cross for us to show us his love, for us to draw close, not for us to be held in mental bondage on a war that he's already won. Yes? Okay, I didn't know I was going to preach, but I'm just telling you what he's done in my personal life. I'm not trying to speak from a pedestal. I'm not trying to do any of that. I am trying to tell you what I have experienced where what I need to hear, you maybe think these words are for y'all, but these words are for me. Remember, I'm an external processor. I have to hear what I'm saying in order to process it on my own brain, right? So while I'm saying these words, I'm also ingesting them. I need to hear that my eyes need to be on my father. I need to hear that I'm a mess and that I can turn to him. And that's my testimony to keep sharing with you guys. I need to hear these same words that I'm saying to you guys. And I hope that this has encouraged you. 
If it has, I hope that you go leave a five-star rating and review. If you've already left one, you know that you can go leave another one. Just simply type a different review. You can backspace whatever you've already left and type a new one. Hit submit, update your review. You can do it every single week. It does not matter how many times you do a review. I appreciate them all. I read them all. This only gets the message out further to someone else that needs to hear. As you guys leave ratings and reviews, this boosts this podcast, this episode up in the ranks. More people are likely to find it and more people are likely to hear this good news. So remember, you can always head to my free Facebook group. I'm telling y'all, it's pretty fun in there. I love going live in there, sharing the hacks that I'm using. It encourages me to encourage you guys. You can hang out with me on Instagram at Hannah Dickey Bryson. You can be my friend on Facebook, whatever. Let's hang out. This is a two-way street. I'm not just behind the mic. I'm preaching. You know, this can be a two-way street where we talk throughout the week. We can hang out. Y'all tell me what you need to hear. Y'all tell me about your struggles. Remember, we do not live in shame. That is not what God called us to. Um, And I think that's it. So if this episode has helped you, let me know. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. What up, girlfriend? Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I'd love for you to head to Apple Podcasts and write a review to tell me what spoke to you or blessed you in some way. I always want this to be a two-way conversation, and this is the best way I can gain clarity on what you're loving. Speaking of conversations, though, are you on social media? If so, connect with me at Hannah Dickey Bryson, send me a message, or share this episode to your stories. Please tag me, though, so I can keep this hangout session going all week long. And as always, if you need support on your emotional eating journey, I've got you. Hop on over to my free Facebook group and I will see you in there, sis. Have a good week.